Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products, and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. So we're sitting here at elementary school in uh, Fairfax County, Virginia right now with Bogart Street. we got Kelly Gallup from the Slide In. Kelly, thanks for joining us today. Hey, no problem, Rob. Thanks. And what brings you here to the school? Uh, William called me. To, I was down doing an L.L. Bean show, and he asked me to come down. I'm doing Mossy Creek, and so we're going to do a streamer presentation. And it's very appropriate that I'm back in elementary school. I never did well in this one. Now, Colby from Mossy Creek said that he was going to put down sawdust, and you and Brad Bone were going to have, like, a little wrestling match. You have a place for Brad to sleep, you mean? I'll submit him in less than two seconds, you watch. I got a prediction. I'm the champ. Excellent. Yeah, we had Brad on uh, about two weeks ago. Um, all right, so uh, wh- where are you from? You're, you're out west? And you're... I'm from Michigan, but I moved to Montana 13 years ago, I think it is now. I uh, bought a lodge on the Madison River, <clears throat> and pretty cool. You know, you fish 24-7 out there. It's pretty uh, pretty epic. And you're known for big streamers. How did that develop? Were you always just a big fly guy, or did you just one day realize big trout or meat eaters, and you started designing flies? To target those fish? Uh, actually, no. I started out uh, as a dry fly guy. And, you know, I grew up in Michigan. I grew up during the Swisher Richards era. And, you know, the selective trout and the whole hatch matching thing. Uh, basically did that uh, as a dry fly guide mostly. Dry fly and steelhead. Steelhead separate, obviously. And then basically got bored. We didn't have the, you just don't have the time you know, where the fish are up all the time. And so started playing around with the streamers and pretty much changed my life. When you're tying them, are there certain, let's talk about device you use, certain threads or favorite hooks to use for these big guys? Are you doing articulations? What's, what are your favorite materials that are going into these flies? Well, that's changing in a hurry. Uh, and, and part of the seminar we're going to do tonight, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. But, I mean, my favorite material is 
marabou, without a doubt. I mean, just it's so lifelike, and it's one of the one of the limiting factors we have on designing big flies is that uh, we can make flies huge, we just can't swim them. And part of that is the material, and the, the marabou allows you to swim a fly a lot bigger than you can on a lot of them. But the new synthetics, that new uh, shimmer fringe uh, is one of them, which is basically ice swing, but they're... It, it, it's changing everything. It's, it's allowing us to make flies that are big enough to hold huge profile, but yet not be so heavy we can't throw them. And, and a lot of that has to do with those guys, like you're talking about Bowen, who, you know, I'm going to make cry like a baby here in a couple of days, but uh, <clears throat> guys like Brad who are super innovative tires. And a lot of the muskie, that's like the new thing. That's the cool kid on the block stuff right now is the muskie hunters. And uh, guys like Brad Bowen, who's been hugely uh, influential in the industry with his fly designs and they're kind of making these flies and this they have the same problem even though they're using bigger sticks than we are but they've got to build these huge flies but nobody can throw those all day and a lot of the younger musky guys like brad and that whole group you know they're kind of like a little cult they're all to themselves you know and uh it was it's not as bad as it was maybe because everybody was kind of secret in the old days but uh they're really changing things. Brad's hang time fly, I've uh, I knocked that off in several versions for trout. I'm just scaling it down a little bit, but you know he made a really big profile, but it's a really light fly, and it's it's just incredible. But that's I think that's where things are going. As far as you asked about thread, I'm pretty much a GSB guy, uh, gel spun stuff, and but I'm just building the bulk into the fly <clears throat> with as light a material as possible. I mean, we're going to try to cast every. Every, you know, you're going to cast every 10, 15 seconds. You can't have a heavy fly. And that was the old days. The old days, that's kind of what everybody thought about streamers. That they're just a big, heavy fly. You just throw it out brainlessly, and it's not true at all. Things are changing a ton. And to throw these, you've developed a specific type of rod that's preferable for throwing your flies. You want to talk about the bank robber? Very clever name, by the way. Did you come up with that? I believe so. I don't remember if it was me, Jeff Schluter, or, or Brooks Montgomery, but it was the three of us in a little collective uh, collective deal. But um, I think it was a collaboration, actually. But uh, the bank robber, the thing that's unique about the bank robber is, first and foremost, it's one of the first niche-specific rods ever designed. It was... That rod was made. We only did it in two two line weights to start with, uh, nine foot six weight and a nine foot seven weight. And the rod has a very fast tip, a medium flexing midsection, and a fast butt. And the reason that is, the tip's fast, so we animate the flies with the rod tip as opposed to stripping with your stripping hand, stripping line. So we're we're working the rod and moving the fly. The midsection's opened up a little bit. It's softer so it can cast a sinking line and not, <clears throat> you can't have a line, you can't have a really tight loop on a sinking line. It, uh, you wear the fly. And then, so it opens that up and then the butt section's really fast so that it can, you fight your fish and set your hook with that. And you're pretty well known for creative names of your flies. I think that's how I first heard your name was through William's website. He's always talking about sex dungeons, yellow butt monkeys, and zoo cougars. And I had no idea where he was coming up with these names. And then somehow I found them linked to you. And now they're in most catalogs. You can buy them. You're a oh, yeah. signature tire. Do you just come up with the names? I've heard one story that this woman may have had a sex dungeon. 
was the, the story. I had a client who once fished with you. That's not quite right, but it, it is. It's a misguided youth for sure. That was part of it. Uh, part of it was the original one was actually the stacked blonde, and that was a tribute to Joe Brooks' platinum blonde series done in the 50s, and we did it on a keel hook. But the dungeon was, that's true, that was a gal uh, that we guide LaDawn, and she uh, she saw the fly originally, and she goes, holy shit, that's got more shit in it than my sex dungeon. And it pretty much stuck. <laughs> and so, uh, and then the other part of it was that everybody said, uh, you'll never get the, that'll never work. I have a really good friend in Michigan who's a, quite a famous fly guy his name's ray schmidt and he's the one who told me that would never stick you'll never get a and a, it was the stacked blonde and so there's nothing that makes me happier than telling him to he was wrong and that was a <laughs> it started everything right there though that was pretty much it your thoughts on them calling it the s dungeon in the catalogs <clears throat> that started with all the porn blockers um it People, and we actually had to do it too, but things have changed. I mean, it went back and forth. I mean, it was supposed to be a kind of whimsical, funny play on words, but then it got crazy, uh, all the blocker. And so a lot of people who are supposed to be working are surfing the web a little bit, and we found out they people kept calling us saying, we can't get on your website because the porn blockers. And then I had a kid, Danny, who's he was back when the dungeon first came out. He went back to high school. He was just, he came in, him and his dad came down and fished all the time, and he wanted to show his buddy a fly, the new fly, and he looked up Kelly Gallup's sex dungeon, and it, he had to log into this. It was a school computer. You have to log in. It shuts him down. It red flags him and calls his parents. And so he had to go sit in the office till his dad picked him up, and it was all totally innocent. But so we kind of said to screw it and we fixed it but it's now it's things have changed they're back to the regular names and uh you know and it's really started a trend i mean now it's got to the point where it's kind of good because i started the trend with the names and now everybody's doing the same thing but everybody thinks they're my flies so when somebody like williams does a fly i get credit for it no matter what so thanks mike just keep coming up with them (laughs) that's what you mean right mike williams uh, yeah, he's he's great. He's he's guy's got some great stuff, but yeah, it's kind of started a trend now. It's kind of going all across, dry flies, wet fly, everything's starting to get a little. It's making a little more fun, is all. You've got a, a box you pulled off the table there. Do you want to talk about some of the patterns in there? These are just examples of new ones. Which can you all see this on the radio? It looks good. We'll get a picture now. Good old iPhone. Okay, but some of these some of these are new, and uh, some of them are. Ouch, some of them are not. Like, <clears throat> some of them are just triples. This is you were asking about the materials here. This is a triple articulated fly. That's changing a lot of stuff. And this is this uh, new kid's fly. This is State and Klein stuff. I brought that along. He's doing a lot of synthetic work. And this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, 
Have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Everything, you know, he's doing a lot of triples, and he just had a couple articles. He had one in Fly Rod, and uh, it's just new stuff. Just These are just different patterns. Nothing, not all of them are, some of them are in production yet, but they're just bigger. This is a blend of synthetics, you know, and, and marabou. And these are bigger barely legals. Everything's kind of changing, just the size. You know, the silk kitty. This is a pearl necklace. This is a new one with all the... Uh... <laughs> you don't have to go to Urban Dictionary if people don't know what some of these are, yeah, well, are pseudonyms for. There is one political statement. I got the Nancy P here, the ultimate deceiver. Uh, <clears throat> most of these are... They're just different variations, you know, just for their samples more than anything so people can see when I'm doing a seminar what I'm talking about. But... They're pretty much nothing too radically new yet. Any the modern technique or the modern like clear cure cues that you're using? I saw you got some fish skulls in there. Anything that's coming out of the market that is really changing? You mentioned you had that laser material. Well, I think that's mostly, and that's not really new, but it's it's learning to use a lot of that new material. The synthetics are they hold bulk and they create an illusion of size on that in the water and you so you can use a lot less and the new you know and all the uv stuff uh there's just so much coming down right now that you know it's not just marabou and flashaboo anymore so it's nothing really radically new uh the fish skulls roman mauser's heads all that stuff are they're just a little bit better ways to wait ahead more than anything but i don't think there's anything really radical yet but I've heard rumors that there's a bunch of new synthetics coming in the next next year that are going to be more marabouish, but lighter, longer, faster, lighter, and all that stuff. So we'll see. You mentioned some of the guys from back home in Michigan. Were there any major influences in your fishing, your guiding? Did you look up to anybody? Your tying? Any uh, any gurus you had in the past? Still have maybe? Uh, you know, no. The only way I could uh, say. I mean, I had a bunch of guys, nobody in one particular. I mean, I had guys that, in different aspects of it, but really there was, in the streamer world, no, but in the, uh, I, there are a lot of guys, Russ Madden was a, a good, he worked with me at the shop, and he's a, he, he's a guy that invented the circus painted. He was a, a lot of collaboration, but there was so new back then that we all just kind of, you know, we just sit around one too many beers, you know, and throwing stuff on the bench for hours at a time and kind of throw it against the wall and see what stuck in the old days. And then as as we did more and more and more, you know, but we had to test them all ourselves. There was no flies to, uh, we couldn't judge them against anything, you know. Back then you had a woolly bugger and a gray ghost and shit, if you were lucky, they were a size six, if that'd be a giant fly, you know. So you start throwing two together and articulating them and making them, it, you know, making, trying to make them swim. That was pretty much, I mean, there were a lot of them. There's, you know, Walt Grau would be one that, uh, Walt, nobody knows Walt as a fly designer, probably one of the best uh, I've ever known, but <clears throat> he didn't do this stuff either. I mean, and he's one of those guys that, 
never gets credit for he's the guy who invented the pink polywog for king or for Chino, or uh, silvers i mean up in alaska but nobody did it i mean we all did you know we all did dry flies and steelhead flies but nobody did streamers so it was kind of a kind of a virgin territory there i'm gonna try and wrap this up it's getting crowded in here um where are you headed next you're going down to mossy creek uh, yep, Mossy Creek, uh, I think Saturday or Sunday, and then uh, Salt Lake City, and then back home and start fishing again. Where can we find you? I know I've, I like you on Facebook, any other social media where people can follow you and find out what's going on? Right now, that's it. We, I've just started the Twitter gig. Uh, I don't even know how to do it, but I don't know how to do most of it. But uh, just that, www.slidein.com will get you to all of them as I get better at all that media stuff right now. I mean, I feel like I've made a quantum leap just getting Facebook, you know, I'm pretty enough, but I got a guy that works for me, Johnny, who's Johnny's pretty hip to all of it. He keeps dragging me along into the 20th century. <laughs> and, um, I just had a final question and I totally forgot. Um, what was I going to ask you? Where are you going from here? Oh yeah. How, how's DC compared to, uh, so back home, there's a little more, a little more traffic. How's DC? Shit, there's more people on that highway, and there is my whole state. Is a I, I have no idea how people do it. I want, I did realize one thing though. Don't put on your blinker. It's like a, it's like a sign that says, "Let me pinch you off so you can't get in the lane." So I'm learning how to drive here. It's kind of fun, but I can drive faster in my driveway than you guys can on the express. And they've got those machines that take your picture. And I don't dig those. <laughs> and also here, if you stand on the left side of an escalator, you're going to get into trouble. The left side is for like people that run up. That's, a, that's the run thing. <laughs> I haven't seen I've only been on one airport so far, so I'm safe there. But uh, I'll find out more when I leave on Monday. But, yeah, it's a, it's a totally different environment for sure. You going to be able to fish out here with William or Colby? No, I'm going to fish with uh, one of the guys that works for me in Montana, Charlie Gordon's down in a... We were supposed to go musky fishing, but this weather's kind of, I think, shutting us down. So probably fish the Jackson. Uh, maybe those guys when I get down there. I don't know. It's just, you know, I wasn't expecting it to be snowing and stuff. So we'll see what happens. Well, thanks so much for uh, taking the time out, and I look forward to your talk. You bet. Thanks. Thank you. Right. So that's it for the podcast version of Kelly. The reason that... I didn't do a podcast during the presentation. One, he gets paid to do his talks, so I'm not putting up his free information. But there are some notes I'm going to tell you now. And also, it just wouldn't have worked with the audio in there, the way he was talking, moving around, the PA system just would not have worked for a quality audio presentation. So some things I, I took note from Kelly's talk, uh, you're fishing in the wrong spot where you think the big fish are, they're not. Big fish are not scared of you. The fact that he spent so much time underwater, and I was hoping Kelly would have had some underwater pictures from all the hours he spent, I guess, either snorkeling or diving in these waters in Michigan and Montana. He said, the big fish are not scared of you. He said that blue is an underrated pattern. Another thing he mentioned is if you're doing articulated flies, he definitely has a, a method and theory to how his flies are tied and designed and the colors that can go into them. So he talked about having the same color and finding five colors of one pattern and rotating those throughout the day or every couple of casts if they're not biting. For the articulated flies, heavy in the front, 
portion. The second portion should have zero weight. And that you should be paying attention to the way the guys on the bass fishing shows use their hand to jerk the rod tip. And I had a guide in Colorado 12 years ago tell me, 13, 14, I don't know how many years ago. He's like, what did he say? He said, strip with the tip of the rod. Something to that effect. I always tell my clients, pretend there's a bird sitting on the rod tip and you're trying to, to shake your rod to get it off. So it's that thwack, thwack, thwack. I guess Hank Parker would tell you to snap it. Either way, that's um, the way to give motion into these fish, which are predators. And the reason they're striking, even if they've got a fish in their gullet or they're full, is because it's a predatory instinct. On the predatory instinct, he also talked about um, we're all fishing the wrong time of day. I already said you're fishing the wrong spot. Um Trying to think of some other other juicy tidbits. Overall, it was a great presentation. I'm glad I was there. You know, I tried taking notes on my phone, but I thought he, being in the front row, Kelly would think I was texting somebody or checking emails and that I was bored. So I didn't really do that. Try to get this all from memory. And I didn't buy his book. He said he's going to be working on updating it. So the streamer tactics for big fish. I'm going to hold off for the second printing that's got more updated information. You know, technology's changed a lot since. He last wrote the book. He's got a lot more experience on the water since then. He also has his rod that's been designed through St. Croix, the bank robber. And overall, it was a great presentation. I've got to thank Will for having Kelly, for hosting him in town. And it's such a convenient location for me. I mean, it was five miles down the road. It was an early night. I was able to come back and uh, go to bed at a reasonable hour. I wanted to stick around, but, uh, you know, I had to get out of there. It, was, it wasn't too late, but if Kelly does give a talk near you, I'd highly suggest you go listen because what I just gave you is not even the tip of the iceberg. So thanks for downloading. This is going to be the last in a series of interviews for a while. I've got a couple of my own podcasts lined up. We'll see how those go. It's a good Friday, so hopefully everyone has a good weekend, and let's hope the shad are finally in the river. Thanks for downloading. Jason, take it away. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com.
Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.